You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. On today's show, Chris Zwick will be joining us from Yahoo Sports. This show brought to you always by Family Waterproofing Solutions. Family-owned, veteran-owned, female-owned, Southside business covering Northern Illinois and Northwest Indiana. Incredible socks in the basement deals. You could get a lot of money off just by telling them that you listen to it on Socks in the Basement. That's how you heard about it. That's all you have to tell them. Go to FAMWS.com, take care of all your foundation and basement waterproofing needs. David. What's up, Chris? Oh, you know that you have struck a chord with White Sox management on your latest podcast. That's the one that we just put out a week ago when we sat down for 30 minutes at my nine-foot homemade oak bar and just went and found statistical splits of White Sox hitters against righties and lefties and proved that there was an impact made by Ricky Renteria's lineup decisions on how the White Sox were doing, and there was an impact made by Rick Hahn's decisions in the front office. And we were able to equate the entire thing, got a massive response. It was passed all over White Sox Twitter, all kinds of huge response to it. And then, of course, the corporate podcast comes out with the team's response. It's an absolute joke. It's obvious that somebody sat there and said, hey, guys, What are we paying you for here? Shoot back at these guys that have made this valid, reasonable argument as to why Ricky Renteria has a very well-put-together team but is not using it properly. Within the first couple minutes, oh, I hate the fact that people think that Ricky Renteria isn't a very good manager. Oh, I don't understand how you can criticize him. And when it came to the question as to whether or not Renteria actually makes the lineups, the leader of that show specifically says, that he doesn't think he does it, but he's never asked anybody. Let me get this straight. You have all the access in the world. I have to beg on my hands and knees to get an answer out of anybody in the organization. And I was able, point blank, to look right at Ricky Renteria and Rick Hahn sitting next to each other, face to face, and ask them the question, but you've never asked who makes the lineups? But you guess it's not always Ricky Renteria. That was the response. What a joke. I'm going to go with the face-to-face conversation I had with Han and what they said to me instead of guessing and pretending like you've just never thought of asking that question as you pass them each and every day. It's stuff like that that makes Socks in the Basement and all the independently run podcasts done by White Sox fans a necessity. So since we last talked, the White Sox have actually gone four and two. They predominantly faced only left-handed starting pitching. They faced three left-handed starters over those six games, won all three. They're 5-0 and throughout the entire season against left-handed starting pitching because Renteria's lineup is set up for lefties and not righty pitchers. But one of the losses may be attributed to Han or Renteria. So we're going to keep track of this oh, week I'm, after I'm week. keeping track of the Ricky Rick factor, but I'm going to make it a quick thing. The Ricky Rick factor where Rick Renteria and Rick Hahn affect wins and losses. We have had Rick Renteria actually win the White Sox a game, but he has lost so many games since then. We're going to tell you exactly where the Sox could and should be if things were done correctly. So on the 12th of August, a lefty pitcher comes out there. You can't screw up the lineup with no, a lefty can't. pitcher because this, this lineup feasts on lefties. It's, and inst- yet- it's You know what it is? It's minute rice, dude. You can't exactly. mess it up. It's, it's paint by numbers, and yet Ricky starts Nomar Mazzara against a lefty starter. 
Why? <laughs> so. <sighs> no, no, no. It's okay. The White Sox play through it and still, in spite of that win behind Tim Anderson, returning with a spark, with the swagger, and having an amazing game. Then they have a couple days off and they get to face the Cardinals. The Cardinals sweep us on that day, 5-1 to one in game one. Yeah, Grandal's third, Abreu's fourth. Both games. Yeah, above guys like Aloy and Mazzara, who against righties should be hitting higher than they are. But a four-run first inning in game one by Giolito, you can't blame that on anyone. Game two, though, here's the issue. Abreu, Grandal, and McCann combine 0 for 8 with a walk, two strikeouts, and four left on base. And I don't care what Edwin Encarnacion has been doing to this point. Based historically on what kind of hitter he is, he should not have been the odd man out between those four players when they set things up. You want to have Grandal out there DHing? Put Edwin over at first or put Grandal at first. Abreu should have been the player that sat down. Plus, Dane Dunning, who's coming up this week reportedly. Okay. It's possibly he's coming up, but now as he comes up, it doesn't affect his service time in the same way during the shortened season rules. He could have pitched in that game, but instead we go with the bullpen day. I give half of the loss to Ricky Renteria for his ridiculous lineup, and I give half of the loss to Rick Hahn for his ridiculous decision to continue to hold down Dunning. They lose 6-3. to three. They win the next two games. They win on the 16th in spite of a terrible lineup. Renteria just Xeroxes his lineup and sends it out there. It doesn't matter who's on the mound. No matter if it's a lefty or a righty, it's the same lineup. My opinion, just looking at the lineup is... Why do we not have Eloy third? Well, we're going to get to that. Dallas willing his team to victory. Keuchel only allows two runs in the Sox play over Renteria's lineup for the win. And then on the 17th, the White Sox win 7-2. Lefty pitcher, in fact, for the second straight lefty that they've faced, it was Matthew Boyd. And for the second straight time, they face Boyd a lefty. And this lineup eats lefties and they win. You can't give credit to anybody for that. That's what the team is supposed, supposed to, to do. do. And last night... The White Sox get another lefty starter thrown up against them. Thank you, Ron Gardenhire. The lineup is set up for this. Tim Anderson excelling against lefties. Abreu looks like a god against lefties. We talked about that last week. And they score 10 runs. That's how it's supposed to work against lefties. 5-0 and against left-handed pitching to this point. 8-11 and against right-handed starters. To this point, I have Renteria costing the White Sox four games. And Han is costing the White Sox two. If... We just take half of those games, three games. The White Sox would be 15 and eight. If I just give them credit for three losses instead of six between the two that are managing this team, four from the actual manager, and I only use half of those losses, the White Sox would be 16 and eight at this point and in first place in the AL Central. Instead, 13 and 11. And let me say this real quick you can excuse Rick Hahn playing with service time. If you have a manager that's running the team properly, because right, everybody's pretty much right. going to make the playoffs that's over 500 this year. I was just going to say that, yes. But when we get to the postseason, it won't be on Han at all. It'll be on Renteria. If this continues, they will go to the playoffs, and a smart manager on the other side will not put any lefties up against this lineup and run right through the White Sox. We'll be one and done and out if we even make the postseason with eight teams making it in the American League. And at that point, if that happens... Ricky Renteria should be relieved of his duties and we should go hunting for a manager in the offseason because he's just stubborn. Look, Aloy Jimenez is killing right-handed pitching right now. He's yes, actually he doing better against righties than he is against lefties. And we continue to not elevate him any higher than the five spot while we watch Abreu and we watch Grandal and we watch even Edwin Encarnacion struggle. This is a guy that we refuse to move up. They, it, those three guys, Chris, are killing me. And they're put in the lineups in the places they are 
simply based on previous merit. Exactly. I don't like it. There is no there is no reason you should have Grandal Abreu Encarnacion 345. There is no there's nothing you can show me that's going to convince me that that is the right thing to do. Dave, we're going to get into this here at the 9-foot homemade oak bar today. We also have all the details for our Sox versus Cubs live event. Jack's Place, Chicago Ridge, Saturday night with the live broadcast, the Sox in the Basement swag. You can win money. There's going to be free drinks, free food, so much going on. All the details coming up here in this show. And baseball writer for Yahoo Sports, Chris Zwick, joins us yet again. First time since before the pandemic hit. He is next right here on the podcast for fans, by fans, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Socks in the Basement listeners, do the hard work. And if you're a hardworking man or woman on the South Side, you need to be outfitted properly. And that's why you should visit Red Wing Shoes in Evergreen Park and New Lenox, a work boot specialty store that carries sizes from 6 to 16 and feet as wide as 4E. A 115-year-old company that came out of Red Wing, Minnesota, and one of its largest stores in the entire Midwest is in Evergreen Park, Illinois, ever since 1976. When you're on your feet, the footwear is everything. So why not get an expert fitting? They warranty, repair, and offer free conditioning with laces. And they also carry Carhartt work clothing as well. Located at 3347 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park, Illinois, with a sister store available to you at 208 East Maple Street on Route 30 in New Lenox. Visit them today. You work hard. You've earned it. Red Wing Shoes. Joining me right now on Socks in the Basement, formerly of Fangraphs and CBS Sports, a BBWAA member and a writer at Yahoo Sports covering the national baseball scene. He has been on the show before, but it has been too long, my friend. Chris Zwick joins us on the show. How are you? I'm doing well. I think the last time we talked was right around the time the season got uh, suspended or postponed because I remember telling you uh, I had written something about the White Sox, how I was going to pick them to win the Central. Uh, That article never saw the light of day because I think uh, the season got canceled like a day or two after and it's it's still out there in the ether somewhere, never to be published. Yeah, well, at least you're lucky. Your, yours didn't get published. I put the show out with you <laughs> where I sat there and boldly predicted that we would start the season because this isn't that bad. And then I look like an idiot. So, so, <laughs> so trust me, Chris, you're lucky yours is in the ether because mine is out there for all of time. This is kind of interesting. I know some people uh, didn't want to do it. I know some people were... We're nervous about how it would happen. I know it's not perfect. I have a lot of complaints about how Major League Baseball is handling certain things. But overall, what are your thoughts so far looking at the whole of Major League Baseball in this 2020 season as it is right now? I think generally it's been pretty rocky. Uh, You know, I think with with baseball in particular, it it seemed like the league didn't really have a plan as far as how they were going to do it. Uh, suddenly a few weeks before they were just kind of scrambling to figure it out. And I think we've already seen some of the drawbacks of that. Clearly Um, there've obviously been the outbreaks with the Marlins and and with the Cardinals. And then the thing that has, has maybe been the most frustrating is just major league baseball uh, changing things on the fly. Right. So putting in new restrictions and harsher ones, which are 
are certainly, in my opinion, a, a good thing, but also things that maybe could have been in from the start. Um, and not just that, but but also changing the ways the game is played. I think it was during that opening night, right, where, where they said that 16 teams would make the playoffs uh, officially. So I think that, the doubleheaders, it's, it's been a, a difficult rollout. And to see the NBA really succeed with the bubble plan and the NHL is doing it as well, and they've done really well with positive tests, I, I think that that adds even further to my frustration with baseball. Let's talk a little bit about the Sox. Basically hovering around 500, there is a growing feeling amongst a lot of White Sox fans, including us, that you put together a team that is very, very good against left-handed pitching, but against right-handed pitching, you may have to change the lineup. And it feels like they just Xerox the lineup and send the team out there. And you got guys that do far better against right-handed pitching, hitting in the five, the six, the seven hole, because you insist on putting a guy like Jose Abreu always up in the in the upper part of the middle part of your order. He's sitting three, he's sitting four all the time. He's a completely different player that way. Looking at that team, do you feel like right now uh, they look good, they look bad? Like, What is your outside view looking in? I have a lot of thoughts. Um, <laughs> the first being... Uh, the fact that they're hovering around 500, I'm I'm kind of okay with right now. Uh, clearly, we've seen the lows of what they can do. I think we've we've seen a lot of highs of what they can do. And the, for me, at least, um, like I, under normal circumstances, I would not get worked up over Edwin Encarnacion or Yasmani Grandal struggling at the plate. I think you know clearly this is a a much different situation and. 20 games in a 60-game season is clearly a, a much bigger deal, but it makes it harder for me to evaluate, right? Because if this was a 162, I would say, uh, let's not worry about it. Uh, I've, I've seen Edwin Encarnacion have a terrible first month and then go on a tear before. Um, and so I, I'm, I guess generally I'm not one to overreact or I'm, I'm one to take a more patient approach, which is maybe not the best idea this year. So the 60-game the thing has really... Uh, been difficult for me to evaluate. Uh, that's that's kind of one one part of it, right? So I, I do think those guys will come around because they've proven to be good hitters in the past. So hypothetically, the White Sox should get better as the season moves forward. Uh, the other part to me, you mentioned the lineup. I, I think this season for me has has kind of proved, and maybe I felt this way the last few years, but uh, that that Ricky Renteria probably can't be the manager of his team has legitimate division winning and further hopes. Uh, I, I think just tactically there are, there are issues and I, I try, try not to overreact to lineup stuff a ton, but I think in this case, there've been some, some glaring errors uh, clearly, you know, putting Robert so low early on, uh, especially when he got out to a really nice start, you'd like to see him higher. I think like you mentioned with the Brayu, there are maybe some concerns there. So I'm not necessarily in favor of firing him this year just because of the circumstances. There's a pandemic. If I, I guess I would rather not introduce someone new to the team. So if you're going to do it, you're, you're promoting a bench coach or someone already on the roster. But I do think in the offseason, they, they seriously have to consider looking for someone else, maybe someone who has experience and is good tactically, um, or I don't know, I guess, you you hire some unknown like some some unknown to the managerial world, but a former player in the White Sox who they know, 
and you hope that that guy is a little more tactically savvy than Renteria. It's an interesting argument to talk about what to do with Ricky Renteria. I'm not one of these guys that thinks that you replace him in the middle of this shortened season because I think I look at this now and I go, look, we never expected to win the World Series in 2020 before COVID hit. And it's exciting to think like, hey, in a 60-game schedule, anything can happen. But the window really for this team is just starting to crack open. We have so much more ahead of us. And to me, it doesn't make an awful lot of sense to do something crazy in the middle of a season. I don't think that they will. But I do understand that that feeling because I have it as well, that maybe in the offseason you're looking around, you're saying, okay, is there somebody we can bring in who actually understands the tools that we gave him because we gave him a team that's really good against left-handed hitting or left-handed pitching. And then we, we, he needs to kind of make some adjustments when he's got righties out there. It, it almost seems to me like, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong. If I, if you think I'm crazy, you tell me, but it almost seems to me like teams like the Indians and teams like the twins who are competitive teams have done their very best to make sure they don't run very many left-handed pitchers out there at any point during a game against the white Sox because they've come to understand this about the Sox. And until you have a manager that's, that understands what he has and how to deploy it, you're almost, you're almost behind the eight ball when you walk into a game or a series. Well, that, so that's an interesting point that I have not noticed as far as uh, a Cleveland and Minnesota running out a, a bunch of righties. That, I, I will certainly keep an eye on that. Um, I've been watching a lot of the White Sox this year, um, partially because I, I expect them to be, at, at the very least, fun, a fun team to watch when they're going, and they have been. Um, and then partially because I decided to play fantasy baseball, which was an awful idea, but, um, you know, I, I have Giolito and Cease, so I'm watching a lot of their starts and, and I gotta say it's been, it's been fun. You know, I'm from the Chicago area. I grew up on the South side of the city, so it's been nice the last few years. I haven't watched because I frankly prefer to watch good baseball and good teams and they haven't been that. And so, like you said, the, the window seems to be opening. I, it, there's definitely a better brand of baseball, although I know it's been frustrating watching some of these games uh, for fans. But yeah, I think certainly this team will be watchable years forward. And and one of the things that you brought up earlier too with Renteria and not replacing him, I, I think it really depends on how you're viewing the season personally. So for me, I I feel just very fortunate we're getting baseball in general. Um, I had mixed feelings about it starting in the first place um, because I, I am a high-risk individual. Uh, I have Crohn's disease. I've, I've been very open about that. Um, so, so it's been difficult because I've, I've thought this is a bad idea, uh, and yet I'm getting enjoyment out of it. I'm, I'm enjoying baseball. I'm enjoying the distraction. And so I think the fact that I guess I'm, I'm not treating this super seriously, right? I'm looking at it, especially from a White Sox perspective of, uh, get these young guys up, get them playing time, let them play against the best of the best. If the season gets canceled after 35 games, at least they have that experience. At least the fans can watch Luis Robert and say, oh, he he can hit in the major. He He can be a legitimately good player. I know that now, and I can readjust my expectations for 2021. So I almost feel like you just kind of, like you're throwing everything at the wall, right? So it's, you're seeing if they can play, you're seeing if Renteria can get better and, and adjust throughout the season. And if he can't, and if those players can't, then you start to make your adjustments in the off season. But I I'm really kind of treating this year as just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks and adjust from there. And if they don't win games, 
that's fine because this is a, a really weird season that you have a lot of excuses for a team falling short or a team, uh, you know, winning the whole thing. There's there's just going to be so many questions about whether this is a legitimate year. So I'm just looking at it as let's just try and learn what we can and, and enjoy what we have. And going back to the beginning of that question, just so you know, they have faced five left-handed pitchers, none from the Indians or Twins so far. They're 5-0 and against them and 8-11 and against right-handed starting pitching. That's an actual, that's that's an actual weird yeah. baseball stat about the White Sox right now. Before I let you go, I, after what you just said, i got to give you a follow-up question to end things up. As the trade deadline approaches, which is also going to be very weird here, based upon how you see this season, and I get it, you know, like, look, this is, this is bonus baseball. This is something we didn't even know if we were going to get. And when you're thinking about the White Sox window, it's not like it's really taken away a year that we thought we were going to win the World Series because we're right there on the cusp of that window opening up. At the trade deadline, Rick Hahn has already said, I'm not going to go after any rental players. And I completely agree with that. So would you expect the White Sox to treat the trade deadline almost like a team that's still building for the future because this short season that may not even finish is not as important as the next five to seven years. Yeah, I, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think it's wise to to not go after rental players. We have no idea. Like you said, it, the season could end three days after the deadline. Um, at this point, I feel like MLB is going to really keep pushing and, and try and get in the 60. But yeah, I, I think if if the White Sox can treat it as maybe making long-term moves or acquiring guys who are available for multiple seasons, they should. Uh, with that said, I, I have no idea what the deadline is going to be like. It, there's no chatter about it yet. I know we're still a couple weeks out, um, but just the circumstances are are really strange. Uh, I think a lot of teams are going to fear the season ending or maybe the season not being legitimate. And so maybe you won't see semi-desirable players put on the market like usual. Um, I really don't know what to make of it. And and I guess if, if I was a White Sox fan, I, I wouldn't be upset if they stand pat either and, and they don't really do anything. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a sign that they're not trying. I think that's a sign that they, like all of us, kind of don't know what to expect the rest of this year. And so, you know, maybe they're looking to do a lot of the, the moves and a lot of the changes once the offseason comes. Chris Wick, Yahoo Sports, the last time we got together, um, everything went haywire within <laughs> 72 hours. So based upon our last conversation, now the White Sox will either rip off 20 wins or baseball will end in three days, Chris. I hope it's the first and not the second <laughs> thing that I said. Well, either way, we can uh, we can get back together and talk about it. And if either of those scenarios happen, I'm sure we'll have an entertaining conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you jumping on, my friend. Stay safe. Of course, you too. This is Sax in the Basement, me and my buddy Dave hanging with you at my nine-foot homemade oak bar here in my basement on the south side of Chicago. And if you want to hang with us in person this coming Saturday, then get out the Jack's Place, 7000 West Southwest Highway in Chicago Ridge. It's in between Ridgeland and Harlem on Southwest Highway. The new south side hangout to watch every game this season, Jack's Place in Chicago Ridge food, libations, video gaming, and the game you want to watch. They got everything spaced out. They have a private gaming room that's spaced out. And on the 22nd, 
Join us starting at 6 p.m. at Jack's Place, 7000 West Southwest Highway, Sox, Cubs. We will pregame live across the Podbean app. Get details on how to download that at SoxInTheBasement.com or just check it out in any app store. Download it. Follow Socks in the Basement. You'll get a notification when we go live or just go to Socks in the Basement right at 6 o'clock. You'll see us broadcasting live. Listen to us. Sounds like we're going to have a few friends stop by, some interesting guests, giveaways. I got Socks in the Basement swag for everybody that stops by. Koozies, bottle opener keychains. Might have some of those beautiful Socks in the Basement trucker caps to give out. And you should also know it's a first responder appreciation event that very night. First drink on the house from Country Financial, which will be on site. Free food from Pepo's Subs. And three, not one, not two, but three max spins for everybody that comes out in the gaming room. So you might win some cash too. We're going to hang out. We're going to party. We're going to have the Sox in the basement tent right out in front of Jack's place broadcasting live. We're going to watch the Sox beat the Cubs. We're going to win some money. We're going to drink some beers. It should be a great night this Saturday. Jack's place 7,000 West Southwest Highway in Chicago Ridge. We will see you there. You know, there are player managers and then there are managers that win championships. Like, uh, like think of guys that built teams but couldn't bring them across. Like Dusty Baker. Right. Constantly talked about as a player's manager, right? But eventually, yeah, Dusty, doesn't want, doesn't want Dusty needs to be replaced in the, in, the, in the aughts, right? In the early 2000s, he couldn't get over the hump with the Giants. So they get Bruce Bochy, and they go and win three titles in six years. And, and then you also have him with the Nationals. Couldn't get it done. They change, they get Dave Martinez. They go out, and they win a championship. He's a player's manager, but he doesn't push the right buttons because he's just not talented at that. Ricky Renteria is a nice guy. He sits around and talks to your kids at Sox Fest. He seems like a wonderful guy. He's like a dad to the entire team. That's great. Good for him. He's a building manager. He's not a winning manager. He reminds me of like Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter got brought in for the Yankees in the early 90s. He was there when Derek Jeter and all of them are coming up. And then all of a sudden, what happens? They go get Joe, Joe Torre because he's got to finish things off. Because even though Buck was there at the beginning, Buck wasn't the guy that was going to win it. And we've seen that throughout Buck's career. That's what Renteria is. We know, and, and Chris, we know that's what Renteria is because all you need to do, all you need to do is go a couple of, do, you know, you need to go a couple of miles north of where our particular ballpark right. is, and and look at what that, look at how that other team handled render, handled Renteria. They knew it was the same thing. They, they knew, knew what they were doing. They put him, there, they put him there to develop the young talent. But then when it was time to win, they brought someone in who knew how to win. They actually did it early. If you think about it, they did it early because they weren't going to pass up the chance of getting Joe Madden. And if in this off season the guy you want is out there. You have to yeah, go out and to. get that you guy. You have to. You have to. You know, we, everybody sat around and said, poor Ricky Renteria never got a chance. But what this is proving to me is that the Cubs knew. And you could sit there and say, Cubs, they don't know anything. I hate the Cubs. Cubs suck. Okay, Stop fine. it. Stop get, it. Get over get, yourself. Stop it. Get, team, get some help. That management stop group, they take the name Cubs off it. That management group rebuilt the team and won a World Series. This management group hasn't done that yet. No. This management group, okay, the, the Rick Hahn uh, setup that is that has gone out and gotten these players, Nick Hosteller, who we always talk about, is just brilliant so far. He's made a lot, lot more good moves and bad moves. There's been a lot of good things that have happened in here. But this management group is still in the middle of the rebuild. That management group recognized you needed a different kind of manager to win. You could say whatever you want about Joe Manning, but they did win a World Series. I don't think Ricky Renteria can win my team a World Series no, when he continuously, so. stubbornly goes out with his gut 
and his hunches. When we ask him why, how he makes a lineup and who makes it and how does he come up with it, he talks about Rembrandt and Picasso and Michelangelo for 20 minutes in front of a crowded Sox Fest, but he can't actually give you a straight answer because it's all about hunches and feelings and the way the stars are in the sky, and that's not how this works. And, and and it's not. It's not how this works. This is not a fairy tale. And what the White Sox have to start doing is what Billy Bean did with the Astros in, in Moneyball. He started writing out the lineup and handing it to the manager and saying, this is it. And if you don't do it, I'll get somebody else. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. You're squandering an opportunity. I think the White Sox aren't that kind of an organization. I, let, I think they will let Ricky go out, make his mistakes, fall apart here, Maybe miss the playoffs or get in as a seven or eight seed and then replace him in the offseason. But if he comes back, if he comes back next year, that's a travesty. You could think about it one of two ways. You could say that, you know, they think the, the White Sox think that, you know, maybe Ricky Renteria can win in this shortened season and see, you know, they're, they're seeing what he can do. Or maybe they're just biding their time to next year anyway. Maybe they know they're already going to replace him and they're just kind of using this year to to prove it. I don't you know, I don't know. The point is you're right. The plan was always we talked about it 2 years ago. The plan was always, you know, let Ricky develop these players, but as soon as he gets a team that can and should win, if these if these errors keep happening in the lineup, you have to replace him with somebody who can win. Now, you know, you can make excuses saying, well, you know, this is a weird season and COVID-19 and, you know, the, the team is dealing with a lot of injuries. You know, you didn't expect this guy to get injured or that guy to get injured and you didn't expect Kopech to opt out of the season. Fine, but every team in Major League Baseball is dealing with that right now. They're all dealing with the injuries. They're all dealing with the weirdness of the shortened season. Especially in a year when eight teams from the American League make the playoffs, I don't know, man. I, I I wouldn't have this long of a leash with Renneria. But the good news is, Dave, that since the last show until this show, four and two over the last six, even though three of those wins against left-handed starting pitching, they're currently five and zero oh against left-handed starting pitching and eight and eleven against right-handed starting pitching. So nothing has changed in the last couple of weeks between the method and the results. But Chris Wick gave me some hope. Yasmani Grandal probably will start hitting a lot better. Edwin Encarnacion generally gets off to a slow start. Maybe this team slips into the playoffs and is red hot and ready to go, like they would be in June of a 162-game schedule, just in time for the postseason. I still have hope. You have hope. We're happy. But Ricky Renteria, he needs to figure it out. Join us Saturday, Socks in the Basement, live starting at 6 p.m., in front of Jack's place at 7000 West Southwest Highway. We will see you there this Saturday live show. Download the Podbean app. More details and the ability to download it right through SocksInTheBasement.com. For Dave, I'm Chris. And my nine-foot homemade oak bar, the podcast for fans by fans, Socks in the Basement. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.